Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, what a weekend. Rough weekend. Rough, rough, rough weekend. I'm definitely, I'm definitely out in two. I've, I won one, and I have a chance, a chance, a small chance, but a chance in, in another one, in another one. Please, God, Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, please, I beg you. I beg you. Chicago Bears love most points to opposing receivers. So, Justin Jefferson for a big night. We're recording this at 7.30 on Monday. How are you, Adam? I'm doing well. I'm also not just mad because Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims have hands made out of stone because they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some slander today about, about uh, Zach that people are already just kind of done with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm used Zach, to it. Zach Wilson played well. I, I, I actually, I actually think Zach Wilson played his best game of the year against Miami, which I don't know if that's saying a lot. Better but than the Tennessee game. Tennessee game, he did look, he did look good. Okay, so maybe his second best game of the year, maybe. But I, I, I will admit, I will admit, I did not, I did not, I did not religiously watch most of the Tennessee game. I did, I did see a good amount of the of the Dolphins game. So I was able to really watch Zach and I thought, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. I just think the receivers that he has around him right now are just, they're, they're pretty, pretty dreadful. I mean, considering that he's missing two of his starting tackles and two of his starting receivers. Yeah. He's missing his his two starting tackles and he's missing his top two receivers. Yeah. Like it's, it says a lot when your best offensive player on offensive skill player I should say on Sunday for the Jets was probably Braxton Berrios. I was going to say your best offensive skill player might probably shouldn't have been playing in Michael Carter. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess this is what happens when you trust the Jets. Um, but great call, great call to, uh, to Jake on the, on the waiver show. He did say Braxton Berrios and I was a little surprised at that. And for anybody yeah, listening, he is underrated. Anybody listen to Jake? You know, you got you got a touchdown out of Braxton Berrios. I did say, however, I did trump Jake with his Braxton Berrios to my Amon Ross St. Brown. So but we both had we both had good calls. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit Jake. He he had I think it was the Berrios one was a lot less obvious than than the St. Brown call. The St. Brown call was was the easiest call that I think was was out there. He's a poor man's Wes Welker, that Braxton Berrios. You can only hope so. That's a homecoming for him too. Actually, is he had family in attendance? Barrios did. Is he from Miami? Either he's from Miami or he played at the U. Huh. I did not. I did not know that. I did not know that. I cannot. I I, I cannot say that I am uh, a a big follower of Braxton Barrios in, in his career. But I could have. I why do I think that Braxton Barrios went to like Arizona State? Or something no, he like played that? at the U. I could have, I could have, well, I, I, the, the one school that jumped off at me with Braxton Barrios, it looks like a guy that went to Arizona State. I, 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 I don't know why. He, so he's from Raleigh, North Carolina. He's actually our age, weirdly enough. He's 26 years old. Even though, well, I mean, we're both 25, but still. Um, he's our yeah. age. Was yeah, he born in 96? No, he was born in 95. Okay, he's not our age. And he went to the U. 
he was actually drafted by the Patriots, funny enough. So they saw that he was a he was the the next Wes Welker, and then they just cut him. Well, because they the guy that they decided to cut Braxton Berrios for is a guy by the name of Gunnar Olszewski, who is now an all pro returner. So that's true. At the end of the at the end of the day, I think the Patriots uh, did make the uh, the right choice there. And and I, I have to say, I think one of the more shocking things I think I've ever seen in my football uh, studying, watching, viewing career happened today when Bill Belichick apologized to the media for how he was after the uh, the Saturday game. I honestly I don't know why Bill Belichick had to apologize. I mean. He lost the game. He was rightfully pissed off. You get what you get. You don't get upset sort of thing. But, I mean, good I, I, good for Belichick for for uh, realizing his faults, I guess. I mean, we truly are living in an alternate timeline because there's no way that if we were in the normal timeline that Bill Belichick would be apologizing for anything that he did, well, that he said in a post-game press conference because half of it was probably a lie. Well, put it this way, I, I have not seen the post-game presser, and uh, I am going to watch post-game presser and see uh, what exactly he was apologizing for because he had to have been a different level of asshole. Unless he's like, fuck you guys, I'm, I'm, not, letting you, I'm not letting any of you t- attack my baby. Nobody talks shit about my baby. Like, unless he's doing that. I hope he did. I hope he did. Because some of these questions that these coaches get asked after games by the media are, are quite frankly awful. Granted, we are the media, but yeah, that some of the questions they get asked are quite frankly dreadful. It's like some yeah. of these some of these people who never watch a down of football in their life. Well, I think some of it is just like kind of obvious that they just want to they just like they know probably what the answer is, but they want to hear it from the coach. They want a soundbite. They want they, they want, want a soundbite. They they want they want a they want a line that that will, will grab some headlines, but. I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm not a fan of, of that kind of, uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, you know, the answer journalism, like why ask the question if you know the answer? Like, I think I'm more, I'm more interested in things that I don't know. That's why I would ask said question. Even if I don't get an answer, at least. Yeah. I don't really mind the whole, Oh, asking, asking a question that you don't know the answer to versus, Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to ask a question that I know the answer to. But I'm going to ask it anyway. I think that's kind of kind of ridiculous. So I don't know why Bill Belichick had to apologize, but he did. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say I did not. I did not watch the press conference, so I, uh, I, I, I do not know. But uh, yeah, who had a worse weekend, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? The dickhead. First of all, I'm glad that you see things my way. But second of all, for now, I'll tell you, for now. I'll tell you one press conference that Bill Belichick should have apologized for was his press conference after the Rams game last year. Cause I was actually working at the fan at the time. Um, and I was working that game and literally all of his answers were like maybe five words max. Well, that's a normal and, Bill Belichick press conference. No, I know, but that's he not a just, good day. he sounded like he was being extra dickish about it. I mean, they did get blown out. Great game. And there are like tons of questions about Cam Newton being the starter going forward and because it was late in the season also yeah but bill doesn't want to answer those fucking questions he's not gonna, he's no clue like, to throw his guy under the goddamn bus they're all like so uh is jared stidham the uh gonna be starting next week and bill was just nah cam's our quarterback yeah as, as as the answer would have been bill 
Bill's not going to be the guy to throw his, his own players under the bus. That, that that's not that's not Bill Belichick. By the way, no, apologies questions. for my attempt at a New England media member's accent. I have family yeah, that lives bad. in Bo- that lives in the Massachusetts area, and yeah, they'd be ashamed. Do they sound like that? Mm, well, so my aunt lives there, and she's from New York. She's from Far Rockaway, initial originally. And then they moved to Florida with my grand. She moved to Florida with my grandparents. Florida, Florida, Florida. whatever. It's Florida. You guys don't know how to say. Florida. Florida. Anyway, Florida. And then she moved up to Massachusetts and she met her husband there, my uncle, and he's from Springfield. So, but he doesn't have an accent and their daughter, my cousin does not have an accent, but some members of his side of the family do have it. Interesting. So you got lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have an accent. My mom does. My dad kind of does ish. And my sister, my sister doesn't. So I don't have an accent. That's bullshit. Yes, you do. Nah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I drink, I drink my coffee in the morning and I go and I open my fucking windows at night. Yeah, I don't have an accent. I don't know who has a worse accent. Jake has a pretty bad one. Well, let's see. It's the Italian. You know, we can't, we can't hide that. We can't hide that. It's not. Yeah. I mean, that's you get, a. That's, you get what you get and you don't get upset here. That's right. It comes out occasionally, the accent. It comes out more than you think. Kind of more than you think. You know, you know they 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 try and tell you in uh, in broadcast school to try and uh, try and try and speak as prim and proper as you best can to try and get rid of your accent, so that way nobody is going to say, "Oh, you're from New York." No, no, no. I don't. I don't do that bullshit. No, 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 no. That's too hard. Coffee. Would you like a cup of coffee? No, 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 no. It's coffee. It's coffee. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, how, how about we go to, how about you take your kids and your family to the river this weekend? No, 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 no. I don't want to hear no river bullshit. No, no, no. It's river. River. R-I-V-U-H. River. Would you like to go on a walk? Walk. No, no, no. I don't want to go on a walk. No, 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 no. I want to go on a walk. There you go. I want to go on a walk. God damn it. Um, I may have just kicked. By the way, breaking the fourth wall. I may have just kicked my desk. So if anybody heard that, I do, I do sincerely apologize. But this is in an effort to try and get comfortable. Well, that's interesting. Hold on. You can cut what, this did part I just, out. Did I just slam my slam my knee? Yeah, I know. Quite quite. No, I'm in, I'm in severe pain. You can cut. I was thinking. There's something I I was gonna say about that. They were tra- in broadcasting school. They tell you to. Oh, I remember now. Okay, so oh, you can cut oh, it here. Fa- fantastic, fantastic. I'm not cutting that. By the way, that's fa- that's fantastic stuff. Okay, so I was actually watching. This is basically talk podcast finished show on cut. By the way. <laughs> It is now, apparently. Oh, that it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, what do we always say? C plus production elements for A plus. What is it? Entertainment. That's it. Oh. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Oh, of course, you cut that part, but not the thing that <laughs> no, I no, said. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not cutting a damn thing. <laughs> Unless there's something that blatantly needs to be cut. I'm not cutting a damn thing. 
So what I was going to say was, go ahead. I was watching a uh, like years ago. I watched an episode uh, or an interview with the Dan Patrick Show, and they had Tony Reale, you know, the host of Around the Horn and ESPN. I don't know if the show is still on, but at the Around time the Horn, he was yeah. Around the Horn yeah. is still on. Okay, so they were talking to uh, Tony Reale, and like he went to a voice coach to minimize his accent. He was talking about that. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no voice coach for me. Nah. He was like, it used to be a lot, used to be a lot more pronounced, but not anymore. Well, I mean, if your name is Tony Reale, yeah, you're probably, you probably have, uh, has some, uh, need some vocal training. Unfortunately, you know, some people, uh, some people are on a more national platform than, uh, than I am. So at this moment, at this moment in time, I don't need to get rid of shit. Just, just like this. I could say shit. I could say fuck. I could say whatever I want. Yeah. That's why we had the little E next to the podcast. We don't need 10 year olds listening, listening to this podcast. Right. Remember when I think it was. Unfor- in- unfortunately, however, my now uh, two month old, three month old cousin, listen, second cousin listens to this podcast. So she's getting an education. Well, that's discouraging it's amazing come on adam they're just words they're just words who cares i know who so what who cares i'm not going to be uh puritanical about this no no you you are not the one to be puritanical he who lives in a glass house should not throw stones nope not not me remember when i think it was on the required radio fantasy show you wanted to put in a bleep Oh yeah, yeah. That's but that that was different because that was more of like a educational platform that was backed up by WRHU Radio Hofstra University. Fuck RHU, by the way. No, no, it wasn't. It was backed by Required Radio Hofstra's podcast network. Oh right, okay. So RHU had nothing to do with it. Good. A double fuck you, WRHU. Anywho, did dick for me. Anywho, um. Yeah, I do. I do. I do very vividly remember that. Yeah. And I'm very, very glad that we did it. So that way it looks like we sounded somewhat professional. But now it's just the same shit that we're doing now. Now I don't fucking the care. Button. Well, well, but when we were doing the required radio fan show, we said like, we said like shit, like, like there were certain things that at least for me that I would say you, you just had potty mouth 24 seven, but for me, I didn't really say like "fuck." You know, I tried to keep it, you know, sort of, sort of mellow, mellow. You know, tone deaf a little bit. But now, now because this is, this is what this is. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Fair enough. Our people are gonna are gonna listen. Like I said, C C plus production values for A plus entertainment. Yes. So let's get to those fucking quarterbacks, shall we? Before we get to the quarterbacks, I, I do have one quick one quick story before we uh, before we move on. We're already, we're already fifteen minutes in. We're we're just spitting shit here. Um, so I was decorating my uh, my Christmas tree this weekend, and I had probably the save of the year. I was sitting. I'm going to try and visualize this for everybody as best I possibly can. So I was sitting on my sofa watching the TV. I'm facing the TV and I'm facing the Christmas tree. 
The Christmas tree is to the right of the TV. And I have a clear pathway to the Christmas tree if need be, right? So everyone has this picture somewhat painted. The Christmas tree, I see it kind of wobbling a little bit. So I'm like, mm, okay, okay. Should I really check? The, I should check this, but I think it's fine. You know, whatever. Maybe I'm just seeing shit, whatever. All of a sudden, the tree just decides to go timber with all the ornaments on it. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, so my God. I leap up and we have like, we have fucking expensive fucking ornaments on there. We like ornaments from 1990, whatever. So I'm like, fuck, I got to save these goddamn ornaments. I jump. I do a dive. And it, it's a skinny tree, so I could hold it up on my own. I took my hand, I stuck it into the tree, I grabbed it, and I'm on the floor, on my side, keeping the tree up, and I'm like yelling for somebody, like, can someone please pick, come and pick up this goddamn tree, as I'm like laying on the ground, trying to save this tree, <laughs> and my mom runs, runs in, picks up the tree, tightens it. And we we did lose we did not lose a single ornament. That is that is so that's the most important part of the story. Is it a real tree or a fake tree? Real real tree, real tree. There is a a shortage of trees this year. Shortage of trees. You cannot find you cannot find an eight nine foot tree anywhere. Thank you, thank you to uh, the what you call it? Climate change? No, not climate change. Um, I I lost my deforestation. No, not deforestation. Uh, the supply chain. That's it. That's it. The supply chain. Thanks to the supply chain for that one. Is that Dick the same heads. thing? Dick is deforestation. The, the supply chain is, 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 is terrible. Big, big problems. Big problems with the supply chain. Um, but anywho. See, worse yeah. happens if a, if a menorah falls over, you just set your house on fire. Well, don't knock over your menorah then. I'm kidding. Don't knock over the menorah. And I'm not, or I was just not buy an electric one, put it this way. Cause they do sell those. I was not going to let my Christmas be ruined. Yeah. Anybody you don't ruined, realize anybody how ruined, anybody ruins my Christmas. They're fucking dead. You don't realize how expensive ornaments are until you're, you don't celebrate Christmas and people tell you how expensive ornaments are. Oh, well, ornaments are very expensive. They are very expensive. And you only use them once a year. Yeah. I, I, I spent, on two ornaments that I got for the tree, just to kind of put my bird touch on the tree, I spent like fifteen dollars for two ornaments, so seven fifty a pop. Interesting for two plastic balls and two hooks, and they and yeah, and they're fragile. Some of them, like the really expensive ones, are fragile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my mom, my mom has her like uh, her expensive ornaments that she uh, she'll put up like she has you're gonna fucking yeah. hang that off of a tree though i mean it's crazy to think well about. you better make sure you put it on a st- on a sturdy goddamn branch there's an there's an art there's an art to this and by the way the tree also has a theme we we had to be very particular with the ornaments that we put on the tree this year and we have a red and green theme with the tree it, it, it's it's quite fantastic my my ocd was uh was was healed quite nicely when uh when the, when the ornaments are going on. I was a very, very, very happy boy. Well, that's nice. Yes, yes. All right, let's go to the quarterbacks. We've already killed 20 minutes. Yes, we have. Um, wow. Uh, who would have thought, as of time of recording, Tyler Hundley as the number one quarterback? 
Well, uh, this all goes to the, the, the argument that I said at the start of the year when we were talking about Jalen Hurts. Anybody that who, who can provide a very solid rushing floor will give you a very, very high ceiling, and that is uh, the Tyler Huntley experiment, experience, whatever you want to call it, summarized. Four total touchdowns, two in the air, two to Mark Andrews, two rushing, 13 carries. Uh, I played against Tyler Huntley in, in two leagues. And yeah, that was not a very fun, pleasurable experience for any party involved. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is going to last much longer given it looks like uh, Lamar Jackson may be back for next week's game versus Cincinnati, but anybody that needed a spot start, if they were, uh, if they had Lamar Jackson and they had to pivot to Tyler Huntley, congratulations. So you got yourself a, uh, a QB one performance in the form of, uh, of Mr. Huntley. Was Lamar Jackson the system quarterback all along? Did John Harbour um, just not change the playbook? Uh, I guess if they, if they have the same skill set, then why why not? I think Lamar is better than Huntley, but Huntley is definitely talented in his own right. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like he might be like Tarod, where he Tarod was a backup quarterback in Baltimore for a pretty long time, and then he got his chance to start in Buffalo and he turned out to be pretty good. I think he's probably better than Tarod, but that again, we've only seen Huntley play Huntley start two games, four games this year, three, he started three and then came in for one. He came in for, let's see how good my memory is. He came in for the Cincinnati game. Yes. I can I I think I remember that. He started the Chicago game. Yes. And then he came in last week against yes. Cleveland. And then this week. Yep. Oh, look at me. So he started, he started two games. Started two games, then had to come in for two. Yeah. So he had a point. Actually, he his season debut. Or, you know, he logged a point against the Chargers. And then he logged a point against the Bengals. And then he had 10 points against the Bears. He had 14 14 and a half against Cleveland. And then this. And then this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I'm a bit premature saying that he's going to be like a competent NFL starter. Well, I mean, you look you look at his passing numbers, 20 at 40 is not bad. It's not bad. No, that's 50%. Over 50%. 20 of 40? 28 of 40, yeah. Oh, 28 of 40. I thought you said yeah. 20 of 40. Oh, no, no, no. 20, 28 of 40. That's I could do the the math in my in my noggin. That's That's about 68 70 Oh, so close. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's completed 70% of his passes in, in, in three games that he's played too. So I mean, credit to him, credit to him. I mean, he could, he could throw the ball. I mean, that's. And he's thrown for 200 yards in both of them or in all three of them. Yeah. He's not bad. He's not bad by any stretch. Maybe, maybe this keeps uh, Lamar Jackson out, but I mean, Baltimore's got to win games. Baltimore's got to win games. Cause if you look at the rest of the division, well, they, they they needed to win this one, and they and they didn't. And you look at what the rest of the division did. Cincinnati won. 
Cleveland, Cleveland, it's 14-13 right now with a minute 45 to go in the fourth quarter. The Raven, the Raiders are driving on their own 32. And the Steelers won. So everyone in their division won this weekend. So that's a game that they they took away from the Ravens. The Ravens have to win next week versus Cincinnati in, in a divisional game. Otherwise, Baltimore, Baltimore is in real trouble. Baltimore is in real trouble if they lose that game to Cincinnati. They are in deep, deep shit. And now Cincinnati's coming in pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, I don't I I, I think it's the Chiefs and everybody else really in the in the in the AFC, but I mean, there's there's eight, nine teams that can make the playoffs in in the AFC. Honestly, it's it's just that crowded right now. Yep. Um, speaking of those Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes had another great one. Yep, not, not a surprise. The opposite number for Huntley, Aaron Rodgers did pretty well also. Yep, not a surprise there. Bounce back for Cam Newton. Which was definitely a surprise. Negative game, negative game script. They had to throw a ton. That one, I guess if you start, if you started Cam, the congratulations. You must have been really, really, really desperate. But I don't really know anybody that could you really have Cam, said they should, were going to trust Cam. Then you should have gone to Vegas. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's a gamble. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And and, and the Detroit Lions. Who who saw that coming? No, nobody. Literally nobody. And I mean, for this just and, happens. And for and for his stunning performance, Jared Goff now gets COVID and is on the COVID list. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. But you know, this happens at least once a year. You know, I think one story that people know in the back of their minds, but don't really think about all that often. So remember the 2010 Patriots that went 14 and two. How could I forget? You know who they lost to? They lost to the New York Jets. They did, for one. You know the other team they lost to? Was the Detroit Lions? No. They did play that year, but no. Was it the Cleveland Browns? It was the Cleveland Browns. It was two guesses. Yeah. Hey, I mean, speaking, speaking of the Patriots, uh, God almighty, Tom Brady. God almighty. He doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. Well, you say the Patriots, I think, of Tom, I think of Tom Brady. And now this is a perfect segue in, th- in talking about Tom Brady and what the fuck happened with the Bucs and what the conditions are going to be like for the Bucs going forward. Um, the Saints just have the Buccaneers number. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. The, the, the Saints, the last time the Saints lost to the Bucs, I believe was 2018, was the last time the Saints lost to the Buccaneers. Really? Which is, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, in the regular season, in the regular season, yes. In the in the regular season, they have not they have not lost to the Buccaneers since 2018, I believe. They beat. By the way, those Cleveland Browns beat the Patriots by almost three touchdowns. That's that's <laughs> 30, 34 to fourteen, and that team crazy. went. Let's see, four, six, eight, eleven. They went five and eleven. Jeez, jeez. And um, then, yeah. So what the situation looks like for the Bucks going forward. It's pretty dire. Yeah. It's, Chris Goblin's out for the season. Yeah. He has an AC. That was the funniest tweet. The Schefter tweet is like, Chris Goblin has an ACL. He's out yeah. for the season. 
And then Dallas Braden, Dallas Braden was like, listen, I have had, I have not only one, but two ACLs and I've never missed a day. It's true. It's true. Yep. I do. I do have two ACLs as well. And, and you do, I do have two ACLs. Yeah. I thought you, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, one of them is one is reconstructed. Yes. One is, one is severely reconstructed, but yeah, I, 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 I do in fact have two ACLs. Um, if Antonio Brown is available on your waiver wires, you need to be spending as much fab as you possibly can to go with Antonio Brown because now, oh wow, the Raiders just Raiders kicked game winning field goal. They 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 won. They wow. won the game. 16-14 Raiders defeat the Browns. But you have Chris Godwin, who's now out for the year. You have Mike Evans, who, from what I understand, is more likely to play on Sunday then Leonard Fournette is both of them dealing with hamstring injuries. And what's crazy too is I saw the Evans injury. I did not see the Fournette injury. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it either. And then, you know, you get all the verified Twitter accounts saying, yeah, he's out. He's been ruled out with a hamstring injury. So, well, I mean, well, I, I did see Fournette get, get uh, basically carried to the locker room. I saw that. And I even, I was just like, wait, what? Why is Fournette being carried to the locker room like that? I, I didn't see him take a hit. I, I nothing, nothing even suggested to me there was anything wrong. And it turned out that he had a a bum hamstring. Um, yeah, I doubt we see. Never heard Fournette. that before. Yeah, Fournette, I mean, Fournette with a bad hamstring. I've never heard that. No, me neither. I doubt we see Fournette until until the playoffs. I I, I highly doubt it. So. Uh, Ronald Jones, if he's available on your waiver wires, go pick him up. He'll be a uh, he'll be a must add, must add. Maybe maybe more so than Antonio Brown, depending on uh, where you're uh, where you're more thin, running back or or receiver. And it's going to be the Gronk show too. So if anybody managed to uh, get by and it's next week with uh, with Gronkowski, then uh, then you're going to be sitting pretty because Gronk. Gronk and AB are going to be the focal point of, of this offense. And as to whether or not you could start Brady next week, I mean, it, it's really going to depend on what your other option is, quite frankly. And uh, I'm sure we're going to get a ton of Tom Brady questions on uh, on the mailbag come, uh, come Friday. So, Speaking of which, remember that question on the mailbag where somebody said, I need one, Kyler Murray or Tom Brady? I wonder how that guy's doing. Well, both of them sucked. Both well, that's that's sucked. why I, I said I wonder how that guy's doing in his playoffs. I hope they didn't rely he didn't rely on Kyler Murray or Tom Brady well, to win him a round. I would bet a lot of money that Kyler Murray was was started in leagues all across the country. I can tell you, I could tell you the start percentage of Kyler Murray. He was started in 85.2% of leagues. Yep. And where he was not started, he was started, he was not started in four, six team leagues, more than likely. So yeah. I mean, that's uh imagine how stacked a team must be in a six-team league. It wouldn't even be fun. Wouldn't even be fun. I like the struggle. I like the struggle. I but I I also do kind of hate myself. So yeah, it sounds pretty masochistic. 
Yeah, yeah, hence why I play in 10, 12, 12 team leagues. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried about Kyler as much. I'm I'm more concerned about Brady, which which is which is crazy to say. Because I, I just don't know who I, I kind of think Brady is gonna be in the same situation as he was maybe at the end of his Patriot days, where he just kind of was throwing to nobody. Oh, I thought I heard that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. He's able to elevate his receivers and his, the reason for his success isn't because he has a good supporting cast. Well, that's I what think, I heard. I think he's going to, but I'm talking about from a fantasy point of view, I don't know if I'm going to be willing to risk that when it comes down to playoff time. Like, do I, do I trust Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, uh, uh, Dyer Dotson, I think his name is to, be the source of catching passes from Tom Brady? No, not what it not what it matters. Not I mean, what it matters. if this is regular season, I would say yeah, continue to continue to play Brady. It's fine, but we're talking about a quarterback in fantasy football. It is the most replaceable position that there is. There are going to be quarterbacks available on waiver wires and things like that. Where if you're genuinely concerned about Brady, where you don't know if you could start him next week in a semifinal, you got to make a move for one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, are you worried about the Broncos? I mean, I was always been worried about the Broncos. I mean, I don't know. Are you more what, worried now? I mean, I don't know what what's so shocking, quite honestly. It's a full-blown committee between Javante and Melvin Gordon, the way it's been the entire year. I was kind of talking about the offense with the changing quarterback. I see. I thought the offense looked better with Drew Locke than it did with with Bridgewater. They were moving the ball. They were moving the ball somewhat with with Drew Locke. Now, from what I understand, is that Teddy Bridgewater was released in the hospital today. He entered the concussion protocol, and he's currently questionable to play on Sunday. Do I think Teddy Bridgewater plays? Probably not, because that was uh, that was a pretty dreadful, bad, dire scene in uh, in Denver. But I think the offense just kind of looked better with Drew Locke. Quite honestly, because Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, I love Teddy. I love the story. God bless him. I hope he is well and recovers and he's good. But that offense is so, so goddamn boring with Teddy Bridgewater. It's a Teddy effect. I mean, this offense, oh my God. Yeah, it just wasn't great. I mean, you had a situation where, like, yeah, the running game just could. I feel like it couldn't get started. Like Jerry Judy didn't do anything in this game. Mm-mm. Nope. And like Noah nope. Fan didn't do anything really much until he got until Drew Lock got put in the game, obviously, because as we I know, two, I think he had like two three catches with with Teddy, and then of course when when Drew Lock came in, Drew Lock. Uh, the apple of his eye is is no offense. His thing, yeah, yeah. Fed, fed Noah Fan as much as much as he possibly could. I'll tell but, you what, uh, though that that tip ball that was caught by Noah Fan was really funny. Yeah, yeah. But again, uh, the, the the Broncos' offense is just boring. It's just boring, and I wrote it. I wrote it in the column this week. I don't think that there is a Broncos receiver that's worth owning in fantasy, let alone starting. Well, especially since we're in the playoffs. Uh, by by the way, little little shameless plug. Um, 
I did write my first article today on the New York Rangers. And if the New York Rangers are actually good, uh, go check that out. Talkingpointsports.com for all the uh, Ranger fans and all the hockey. I think they are actually good. Uh, I won't spoil anything in the article. Okay. But my opinion, I, I may or may not agree. I think they're actually, I think they're actually good. I may or may not agree. It's very, very sad that we won't see the Rangers until after Christmas. That, yeah. that really does uh, suck. Either they're actually good or, or it's business as usual. that You're being carried by a Hall of Fame goaltender. I may or may not have put that in the article. Just putting that out there. Repeating, repeating old habits. Old habits die hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything, really anything else for the quarterbacks? I mean, Dak, that was more of a negative game script. Another, because, an, another down game for Dak. Yeah. But this is in the playoffs. You can't just be like, oh, negative game script. Like, come on. Like, you're in the playoffs here. No, you Dak, need to be relying on these guys. Dak hasn't looked good since that calf injury. He has not looked good since the calf. So one has to wonder if he if he is uh, 100%. And the bottom line is he he has got to play better uh, for fantasy managers and for um, and for the Cowboys in general. I mean, if for what it's worth, I did put in the column this week that Dak Prescott was a sit for me. So I'm in the back. Yeah. And I also said start Amon Ross St. Brown, so double pound on the back for me. I'm just a fucking genius. I'm so good at what I do. I'm incredible. Uh, I hate it when he does this. I'm incredible. I'm just incredible at what I do. Uh, running backs? Running backs. Congratulations to Duke Johnson. The Jets' terrible tackling has gotten you a roster spot on the Miami Dolphins. Apologize, I clear my throat. Something, uh, something came up there. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcasting audience, I strongly, strongly urge you do not pick up Duke Johnson. Do not do it. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk today. No, do not pick up Duke Johnson. Uh, I I could care less that Duke Johnson had two touchdowns against the Jets. Uh, I honestly, I could fucking care less. This is a disaster of a running back situation that I want no part of, and there's no guarantee that Duke Johnson is going to come back next week and get 15 carries, let alone 22. So yeah, I want no part of of Duke Johnson. He could fuck off. Yeah, I also couldn't care less about the Dolphins running back situation. No, I mean, you're who is going to feel comfortable about starting Duke Johnson next week against the Saints in a playoff game? In a playoff game, who? Nobody. Who? who? Nobody. Who? 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 Nobody. I'll tell you who you will be comfortable about starting, and you won't even have to think about starting because he's already in your lineup and he has been for the entire season, except on by Jonathan Taylor. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry that happened. I apologize to everybody's eardrums. God, uh, that was I mean, awful. I need to spend I narrowly, narrowly escaped Jonathan Taylor being civilized, and then he had to just run shoom, 66 yards to the house. I, I, Adam, I wish, I wish that there was a hot mic in the room so you could have heard the words that came out of my mouth. I was speaking in Swahili. 
honestly, I feel like I don't want to hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. Uh, you probably do. You probably do. There are just words that were glued together that probably have no business being glued together, but they were glued together anyway. But yeah, just to keep starting Jonathan Taylor. He's going to get fed as he's been for basically the entire year. And I don't know why that is going to change next week versus Arizona. Yeah. Although I am wor- Are you worried a bit about Eckler? Cause he's on the COVID list now he's day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And his vaccination status, as far as, as far as I understand is that he is uh unknown as of now. So um, I believe whether it is unknown, whether he is not vaccinated or not, I think, it, I mean, there's no clear indication that he is uh, vaccinated as far as I understand. So it looks like Eckler is going to, uh, is going to, is going to miss. So Yeah, uh, keep keep an eye out because I, honestly, I am just reporting what I know, and that his vaccination status is unknown as of right now. So, and for what it is worth, also, we have seen guys miss games even when they've tested positive on. Monday, I believe the only guy that I that I am aware of that I can namely recall off the top of my head that tested positive at the start of the week and then played on that Sunday was TJ Watt. Yeah, actually. I yeah. think that's the only one. And like even his teammate, Keenan Allen, when he was on the COVID list and he was vaccinated, like we knew no, that he, he was he missed the game. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he was vaccinated. We knew he was vaccinated. Yeah. And he missed that Sunday's game. Yeah. And and I know we haven't gotten to the tight ends yet, but I'll uh, I'll steal the thunder right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey is another one that that is uh, questionable, at least right now, because of the uh, the positive uh, COVID test. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna need to do a lot of update shows. If we yeah, want to I, I think the there, were, there were another another forty seven names that were added today to uh, to crazy. the COVID list on Monday, which is uh, yeah, which is which is uh, which is something. Yep. Hey, welcome back to the picture, James Robinson. Nice, nice to see you. Uh, just in time, by just in time for the for the tank bowl. Ah, uh, James Robinson, what a guy. What a guy. Finally, finally. Urban Meyer leaves and James Robinson has a nice day. I Love see no see correlation. It. I see no correlation between this, these nope. two events. Nope. No, no correlation at all. Unfamiliar. unfamiliar. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Nice day. 19 touches for him. Didn't look 100%, but scored. Scored. The work, the, 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 uh, the usage was up. So that's good. It's a good sign. And is now going to be on national television next weekend versus the Washington football team. So, of course, as per usual, when the Dallas Cowboys win a football game, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. Just, just get your tickets. Get your tickets right now. I'm telling you, the prices, the prices are, are, are terrific. They're terrific prices. And by the way, I will keep this at under 60 seconds. Fuck every single New York Giants fan that's trying to steal my thunder. We kicked your fucking asses, and now you're all... 
Oh, but we we didn't have Daniel Jones. We didn't have Daniel Jones. Doesn't matter. The giant the Giants are always gonna suck. Giants are always gonna be little brother. It's okay. It's okay. Super two Super Bowls. All right. All right. Good for you. Well, they have four Super Bowls actually. Oh, that's right. They have four. They have, I'm talking the two Super Bowls in my lifetime to the to the Cowboys. No, but yes, they they do have they do have four Super Bowls. They do have four Super Bowls. We have five. We have five. So five to four. Five to four. Dallas still, still has that one. Um, and yeah, Dallas is going to Super Bowl. And we're gonna we're gonna win the sixth. We're gonna win a sixth. So so get your tickets. Get your tickets right now. Get your tickets right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I was gonna say something else. Oh, oh, and I will get I will say something nice about the Giants. Uh, that catch by Saquon Barkley was fucking incredible. Maybe better than the Odell catch, in my opinion, which is going to draw how many a lot times? Of how many times are you going to say that? Like something this such and such catch is better than the Odell catch. It was the mo- one of the most impressive catches I've ever seen. The ball was behind him. He reached for the ball, grabbed it by the pointed end, squeezed the ball, caught it, reeled it in, and kept running upfield without hesitation. That is ridiculous. I think it's better that he's a running back also. Well, uh, well, the, well dude, it's dude a just better... had ounces of Elmer's. <laughs> he had some stick him. Unbe- unbelievable catch. Unbelievable catch. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's more impressive because he's a running back. That's not his job. Saquon Barkley is actually good. The Giants just suck. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is going to be on a real team, and he's actually going to be good. Can you imagine Saquon Barkley, like, on the – trying to think about Can I add one more to that list? Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones sucks. Daniel Jones is going to go to a team and he's going to, he's going to be serviceable. Not going to, I'm not going to say good or great. I'm going to say serviceable. You know who we said this about? Like, Sam Donald. We, yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We did. Uh, Look how that turned out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I maybe I'm saying it's rubbing it in the face of uh, of Giants fans, maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, and it's also a very bad thing when uh, Devontae Booker had more uh, had more fantasy points than Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tiny problem. It's a tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny problem. And by the way, fuck Miles Gaskin. Uh, thank, uh, thank you, and you're welcome to uh, to anybody who listened uh, to my advice heated in the uh, in the Birds' column this weekend, uh, and sat Miles Gaskin. And yeah, Alvin Alvin Kamara put up a five point one. Yeah. To be fair, though, there was just nothing in that game. That game, that game right there was the worst game of football I've watched all year. And I watched a Thursday night football game between the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos that finished 17-14. That game wasn't even that bad. It was pretty terrible. It was pretty bad. At least there were touchdowns scored in that game. This is that was the Dearness Johnson breakout game. At least at least there were touchdowns scored in that game. Yes. At least. And there was a Thursday night football game between the Jaguars and the was it the Texans? No, the Jaguars played the Bengals on Thursday night. That also oh, the, Tex- the Texans played the Panthers. That's right. That's what. That's when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to endure that too. That was pretty painful, though. I was going to say the Jags Bengals Thursday night game wasn't that bad either. No, the Jags Bengals Thursday night game was good. Yeah. Jags Bengals Thursday night game was good. Especially what happened after that game. Lest what we forget. That game? Urban Meyer at the bar. <gasps> oh. 
forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That seemed like like three years ago. That's like three years ago. Jeez. I was earlier in the year. God. I flew to Utah for the first time that night, actually. God. That's that's wild. That was this year. God. I know. That's kind of crazy. I know. Crazy. Okay, can we go into the receivers so I can glow about Amon Ross St. Brown? Uh, fine. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Number five receiver on the week. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Dude, dude is a fucking star, isn't he? Great name. He's he, his brother plays with the greatest, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Another double digit target week for Amon Ross St. Brown. 23.5 fantasy points scored on a 37 yard touchdown thrown by, uh, by Mr. Jared Goff. Has a good matchup versus uh, the Falcons this weekend. I would have loved him a whole lot if it was Jared Goff. But now that it is going to be Tim Boyle, who it is looking like is going to be the starting quarterback for uh, for the Lions, I don't know if I love it so much. And uh, that is really, really, really sad because uh, I was very excited to start Amon Ross St. Brown this morning. And yeah. now, now I'm just sad. Yeah, I think... For this, also, we're going to bring this up because he's actually done kind of okay, but now he's had a real breakout. Are you starting Gabriel Davis? As long as Emmanuel Sanders is out, yes. In a fantasy semifinal, okay. As long as Emmanuel Sanders is out, yes, I am. Four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, I mean, Devontae Parker's day was saved by that touchdown. Certainly. Yep. 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 Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, MBS, his day was saved by a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, his day was saved by a touchdown. Debo Samuel, his day was saved by a rushing touchdown. Again, the best running back on the San Francisco 49ers, apparently. Fuck you, Jeff Wilson. Uh, Marcus Callaway had 112 yards which is kind of nuts, kind of nuts. Very quietly had a 100-yard had a game, Marquez Galloway. Uh, good for him. Devontae Adams, his day was saved by a touchdown as well. There were a lot of guys this week that just – that really, really underperformed it. And it was a lot of a lot of waiver wire guys, especially at the wide receiver position, given the, the injury issues that are at the position right now, given the COVID issues that are at the position right now. You know, Gabriel Davis, Christian Kirk, Amon Ross St. Brown, Russell Gage, MBS, Josh Reynolds, you know, guys that maybe you were, you were Marcus Calloway and Marcus Calloway too. You know, if if you had that faith guys that you were just picking up to plug in, if you, if you needed fill-ins for guys that were out with COVID or injuries, and they actually turned out to be, to be very, very uh, solid starts for, for a lot of people. I know I, I started Gabriel Davis and, uh, in a matchup and he, uh, he, he returned his, his value. So, I mean, I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty thrilled there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just need, uh, I need Cooper cup to uh, come in and save the day because that is, uh, that is Superman. If only we started Gabriel Davis. If only we started anybody else in the bench that wasn't on the court, we were one. Yeah. Anybody else, anybody else on that bench, we would have won, which well, except infuriates for- me to no end. Except for Daryl Williams. Yeah, except for Daryl Williams. Fair. Fair. But any other any receiver on that bench, we, we start, we win. Which is absolutely fucking infuriating. If we start, I did the math last night. If we started DJ Moore, we would have won by point one. Uh, 
which would have been scenes. Scenes to win by point one. That would have been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then in a tie for playoffs, it would have gone to bench points. Oh. Yes. Yes. Which I believe we had. You know, it would be an interesting idea for a fantasy football league that is probably only interesting to me who is a lazy person. What? So you have your lineup, right? And you have all the points. And then at the end of each week, whoever performs the best at each position is who counts for that week. Yeah, it's called best ball. That's best ball? Mm-hmm. Okay. They already have that. They already have that. That is already a thing. I thought best ball was they do automatically set your lineup. I thought it was just like. No, no. Best best ball is you draft your team and throughout the year you play. You don't set your lineup. You play. And then no, I'm saying they do. They It automatically sets your lineup. Yeah. It, well, it doesn't automatically set the lineup necessarily. There isn't really a lineup, but it fills the criteria based on the players that you have available and it fits, it fills it with the guys that scored the most points at each position for the for the week. Oh, that is best ball. Never mind then. Yeah. So say you have say you have Tom Brady and Kyler Murray in best ball. You don't start one of them technically, but it would take the points of Kyler Murray because he scored more than Tom Brady, and that would count towards your overall points for the week. And so on and so on and so on. Well, I feel kind of dumb, but yes. So best that, ball. that, that is best ball in a nutshell. Yep. But but in this in this scenario, you can actually make because in best ball you can't make like waiver claims and stuff, right? No, no. Nope. Nope. So in this one, you can actually make claims and stuff like that. You can pick a, you can pick players up and drop them. It's best ball com- combined with a fantasy league that requires no managing whatsoever. Managing is the best part of any fantasy league. I actually, and before we move on to, to the uh, to the tight ends. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, you cannot start him. You cannot start him. I understand that he was a garbage time uh, play, but my God, 43 yards on 10 receptions. That's just unsustainable. You can't start that. Um, so I was going through the transaction counter for each of my leagues for the year, just to kind of see, you know, kind of see where I was at. And I was ahead. I made the most moves in every league by an, Average of 57. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Like in, in the, in the solo league that we both are in, I made 61 acquisitions. The next closest was 46. Who had 46? Was it me? Nope. Probably not. Uncle June. Ah, Uncle, Uncle June. June. Shout out, Greg. Great guy. You had, you had thirty nine. Yeah, I didn't have. A, I didn't really make a ton of moves. You were third. Yeah, you were third. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, in this hybrid best ball league, that's totally not original anymore because nope. it exists. Sorry, to steal your thunder. Yeah, but I mean, you still have the the fun of managing because you still get to pick up your play you could still pick up players and stuff like that you're not stuck with let's say you like the defense that you have that you drafted you're not stuck with them all year or like well, you, don't, somebody dra- you gets- don't draft the defense in best ball okay well whatever 
no let's defense, say, no defense, no kicker. Well, let's say somebody gets injured, like Christian McCaffrey. Let's say, like you're not stuck with Christian McCaffrey on your roster. You're you're not hoping that Chuba Hubbard outscore, like uh, fills that production. You could just pick somebody up or make trades. Even fair, fair. It's better, but I don't player. know. I don't know the whole the whole the whole rush of setting your lineups on a Sunday morning and having to, you know, be nauseated over the start decisions you have to make on a weekly basis. That's that, that's where I have the most fun in, in, in fantasy. And, and I just, that's, that's why best ball isn't a real thing. I did, I did a ton of best ball last year and it just, it just wasn't fun for me. I know that's a lot of people's thing where, you know, they want to play as many fantasy leagues as they possibly can and not have that much, uh, managing on a uh, weekly basis. And, and I, I get that because there's only so much time of the day and people have lives and jobs and, and responsibilities. I, I get that. But for, for me, I just, I do like the, the, the day-to-day uh, thrill, I guess, of having to, you know, make waiver claims, then managing those waiver claims, making trades and then setting lineups at the end of the day. Okay. I understand. I have to give a very special shout out here to a uh, to a close personal friend of mine, um, Mark Andrews. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. He is a stunning man. Stunning in every sense of the word. Um, and while we're on the subject of of tight ends, um. Adam, I do partially blame you. Well, Cutter Henry. For uh, for what happened to us. In, in Too the soon. Column. All the slander that you gave my close friend, close friend of mine, friend of the family, friend of the podcast. Actual close Hunter friend Hunter Henry. <laughs> Hunter Henry. He's the guy that buries us. Well, because of your slander. Well, really, I mean. I think we- Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels knew that you were going up against Hunter Henry in a matchup that mattered. And they said, oh, we're going to fuck at him because of all the things that he said bad about us. And they transferred that to their little child, Mac Jones, and Mac Jones made it happen. Well, really, if Aaron Jones and Jeff Wilson didn't score, then we would have won. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of different things that that went. Uh, and also if we had started literally anybody but Bell and Gordon. That is that is also uh, factually accurate. And Terry Kill, uh, as you would say, put his dick out on the no, no, Los no, no, Angeles no, no, no. Chargers. Put his dick out. No, no, took his Brought, dick out. Took his dick out. Whatever. Took his dick out. Yes. Took took his dick out. Put there his dick go. on the field. That is, you know, he took he took his dick out and wiped it all over the field. Yes, that is that is something that I would against say. the Chargers. Yes, yes. that is that he is took his dick out against correct. Chargers. Hundred percent correct. He took his dick out of national television. It was uh, triple X rated, and it was it was honestly what he what he did to the Chargers, him and Travis Kelsey, was borderline pornography. Well, frankly, we got lucky that Michael Pittman got ejected. Also, yeah, yeah I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, "We have a chance! We have a chance!" And then Hunter Henry scored the second touchdown. I was like, "Fuck!" I do, I do the second touchdown. I was like, "Yeah, we're not fucking coming back for that." We're not coming and back from that. Fuck. We almost, we almost did. Almost, almost. Only cast with horseshoes, hand grenades. 
Uh, Dalton Schultz, very good day for the for the lad. Love Dalton, great guy. Uh, Dallas Cowboys superstar tight end. Go get your tickets for the Super Bowl, by the way. Dalton Schultz will be playing in it this year. Uh, great man. Uh, George Kittle, quiet sort of day for George Kittle. Did not score against uh, against Atlanta, but six for 93. No slouch. Got your 15 fantasy points. Solid day at the office there. And then from there on out, it was pretty fucking diabolical. Only uh, out of all the guys that I have here outside of Travis Kelsey, who had two, Mark Andrews, who had two, Hunter Henry, who had two, and Dalton Schultz, who had one. The only other tight end that scored a touchdown this week was Harrison Bryant. Yep. Yeah, I I did tell Jake, by the way, about Harrison Bryant, and he kept insisting on David Njoku. So sorry, Jake. Sorry, bud. Oh, hey, oh, well, really fucked us was was Pat Fry was going out with the uh, with the concussion. That that, that definitely fucked us. Definitely, definitely fucked us. And uh, yeah, best wishes to uh, to Mister Booth. Love, love Pat. Love Pat. I will be drafting him wherever wherever I possibly can uh, for uh, for next year. And yeah, uh, yeah. And it yeah, was I not think. encouraging that you know the tight ends like maybe the five or six tight ends below. George Kittle, though those were the tight ends that scored double digits, like legitimate yeah. double, not even, not even fifteen, double digits. Yeah, and one of yeah. the, it was here the list of tight ends that scored double digits: Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, Foster Moreau, Zach Ertz, Kyle Pitts, Noah Fant, and James Oshiak Hennessy. Yeah. You want to talk, you want to talk about a disaster week for tight ends? I, I don't think it gets much worse than this. Quite honestly, that is the list of tight ends that has scored double digits. It's terrible, absolutely it's, terrible, and that's in full point PPR. In half and non, it's even less than that. So before before we before we uh, before we go, uh, there was something here that I, f- I found very interesting when I was looking for an immaculate stat line. There's a box score here that I find quite fascinating. And I want I, I want to uh, report my findings, Adam. If that if that's okay. So this man had one rush for six yards and a touchdown, and he also caught one ball for six yards on one target. Not Can for you, a touchdown. Not for a touchdown. No touchdowns, but he had one six one. And then one six for one. I find that very interesting. Can you tell me who this player is? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint because obviously we'll, we'll, we could be here for three hours and you could be how guessing. How am I supposed to know who this is? He plays in the NFC West. So one sit, one rush for one for six yards and a touchdown. Yep. And then, and then caught then, one ball for yep. six yards on one target. Play and he plays in the NFC West. Correct. Yep. He's a run, he, he's listed as a running back. I was going to say is it too much to ask what position he play, what position he plays? He is listed as a running back, but he is a back. How about that? Oh. Oh, that that makes it even better. See, you've given away too much. It's Kyle Uschek. It is Kyle Uschek. Yeah. I just found that found that a little a little interesting. Yeah, he, he technically he's the highest paid fullback in the NFL, Kyle Uzcheck. 
a real a really really nice numerical sequence there i have to say uh by the way uh kirk cousins touchdown pass to justin jefferson let's fucking go wow look at that looks like you're clairvoyant who would have thought i mean it's it, it truly it truly is sensational stuff let's go kirk sticking in a baby love him love him great guy great guy hero 12 yard um, touchdown yeah yeah nice little throw there by yeah uh, by Catherine Kirk. Great guy. Love him. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's it for, uh, for the pod. So uh, we'll be back. Uh, well, before we go, before we go, um, do you want to update everyone on the schedule for this week? You don't want me to do it. I don't fucking know what the schedule is. Okay, um, perfect. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> well, so, we're no, so we're recording on, we're recording on Wednesday. Yep. To do the preview show. Yes. And then when are you recording with Jake to do the mailbag? Thursday morning. Okay. Thursday morning or afternoon. It The mailbag will be coming out on Friday, Christmas Eve, because obviously we have the Christmas Day games on Saturday. Figure, of course, people will be celebrating Christmas with their families. So people obviously don't celebrate Christmas. You know, they'll have the information that'll, that'll be there. But obviously, Jake and I do celebrate Christmas. We will not be doing anything on Friday. We will not be doing anything on Saturday. So obviously, you know, we're trying to get all of our stuff done this week and jake and i will be recording the mailbag on thursday so of course links are in the episode descriptions go send in your questions there and uh yes thank you in advance for uh for your questions we had 27 questions last week and they were all terrific questions hopefully we were able to they uh, sure were that was a fun mailbag episode yes it was that was a very very fun mailbag i, I have to say it was definitely a a good time I, mean, I love i love the mailbag the mailbag is my is my favorite episode that i do and any again yeah mine not, too not because it's the most fun but because it's the, it's the one that helps out the most people which is what i am what i am here for i'm I, I'm a man of the people man of the people. i like it because it's the most fun i'm it's a man most of the free people. form i'm a man of the people and i love being able to connect with you my people it's nice because you know it's like we're answering people's questions directly you know us talking about such and such player like we don't know if we're actually helping you we're just saying what happened in this we're actually do we're really doing our jobs which is helping you with lineup advice and things of that nature lead dilemmas which are always really fun right we're regurgitating information that you already know and then analyzing it whereas with the mailbag we're getting direct things to talk about and decisions that have to be made and that's the one that uh that I, that is what I do. I do like the most. So, yeah, definitely. No other show. Send in your uh, your questions. And by the way, I'm looking at one of the the mailbag questions that we had. Um, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith, and T Higgins. Uh, can't say on Smith yet. Uh, we did not say start Higgins. So good job, Adam. High five. High five. Uh, Renfro was uh, disappointing. Jefferson just scored. So high five, Adam. Great call. High five. And we said to start Jalen Hurts over Taysom Hill. So high five on that one. Great job. Yep. Um, so what I was going to say is like, there's no other show that we do where we can answer questions about, is it people want to like where somebody says people want to kick me out of my league because I'm stockpiling all the, all the waiver wire pickups that people are going to be going for due to COVID absences. Correct. 
which was still a very dumb question or a dumb situation. I hope I hope that person was able to get away with it because if they didn't, if if you did not get away with it, email the mailbag, email the mailbag, and I will personally ream out this commissioner. I want to I want to follow up mailbag to that. I want to follow. I, I up do too. To that. I do too. Who I forget who asked who asked that question. Let me check. Let me check the the sent mail or Adam check your uh, your inbox and see if. This is this is terrible. We should be just wrapping up and, and calling it calling it a day. Yeah, this is just the inbox. I, I can't find it. Maybe Adam will have better luck than uh, than I will. I have to go all uh, the way back to last week. Yeah, that was uh, that was Friday. Yeah, I got it. Oh, he's it, got it. It was. Uh, I feel like was it like Jim? No, it was Eric. 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 His question yes. was, in case you were wondering. What are your guys' thoughts about intentionally blocking another fantasy manager for making the available roster moves to help their team? I was called out by my league for doing it in wake of all the COVID problems, and the commissioner is threatening to remove the players from my roster if they aren't started this week. Absolute fucking silliness. That was the question. Absolute fucking silliness. I pray to the Lord that this that this man got was able to do a very legal, very viable, very smart fantasy maneuver. Kind of scummy, but yes, you can do it. Wow. So the NHL is shutting down December 22nd to the 25th. Oh, dear. Yep. Confirmed by Daily Faceoff. So, yep. And there are no promises in this one, but um, there is some talk about potentially if I can get people together. And Adam, if you want to do it, you are more than welcome. I know it is not your gist, but doing a year review 2021 mailbag. So all these things that happened in sports in the year of our Lord 2021. Wait, what? I love doing the mailbag. I thought you were going no, 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 to No, 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 not the mailbag, quiz- not the mailbag, the quizitational. Oh, no, fuck the quizitational. That's Sorry. disgusting. That's disgraceful. That's my program. I don't like doing it. Disgraceful. Uh, but yes, there is um, either this, either this probably, it's probably going to be next week. Uh, for 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 that, um, but yeah, there's there's some discussion about that uh, that happening. Um, obviously, if I can get a crew together, uh, that will be done. But getting five people to agree to a time is fucking impossible. So obviously, we'll keep, we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you informed on that one. And uh, yeah, so good luck uh, for those that have uh, guys going tonight. Good luck for guys that have going tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you guys on uh, on Wednesday. Yep. I mean, it's well, hard you'll enough. be you'll be hearing it on Thursday. So see you on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough getting us to organize a time to record. Let alone well, there's a there's, there's a time difference there. No, none of the guys that do the quizitational, there's a time difference. It's just agreeing. It's just getting people to agree to a fucking time. Yeah. Well, even when I was still in New York, it was. There were, there were times that were tough. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you later in the week with our preview for the semifinals of the playoffs. I cannot believe that we're already at the semifinals of the playoffs. Hey, we'll be, uh, we'll be burning episodes in no time during the offseason. We are not doing two episodes a week during the offseason, by the way. No, we are not. Not a chance. No. 
Oh boy. Uh, for my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.